All right. Well, sorry for the confusion, but we'll have, I just want to say a few words. I, I originally, I, many times I say a few words while I'm standing in the baptistry, um, but I, it, it got a little bit longer than what uh, standing in the baptistry would warrant. <laughs> so um, it, it is short though, just a couple of pages. I wanted to, to say, give some words and, and, and mention some things about uh, baptism. Uh, I, I do expect that at some point in time, I want to develop this message a little bit more, uh, these thoughts that are here, but uh, I hope this is a, uh, a blessing to you uh, considering baptism. First off, uh, this isn't really, isn't really a polemical or this isn't a, you know, an adversarial type uh, message, but uh, there is a contrast between uh, those who believe in believer's baptism, uh, those who believe and are baptized, and those who are pedobaptist or, or baptized uh, infants. And so I want to give you some things to think about concerning that. Uh, of course, John Calvin was a, uh, a pedobaptist, and he was a brilliant man, and, and he wrote some brilliant things, but he was a, just a man. Uh, he was a man who could make mistakes, and I believe he did. Uh, he is an example to us that we need to search the Scriptures for ourselves, and the Scriptures are much more brilliant than any mere man. Now, John, as I said, John Calvin, a man who believed in baptizing infants, actually said this, and I, and I want you to hear what he wrote. Um, this is from the Institutes of the Christian Religion. Uh, let's see, volume 2, page 1303, if you want to look it up. Uh, <clears throat> translated by Ford Lewis Battles. Okay. And this is what he said. He said, the sign of the initiation, because that word sign is important, the sign of the initiation by which we are received into the society, the church, in order that, engrafted to Christ, we may be reckoned among God's children. So that we may be reckoned or accounted to be God's children. Engrafted to Christ. Now he, said, he is saying it's a sign okay, of that. I don't know exactly what he means by the first part about receive, being received in the society of the church. But I do agree that it is a sign of being grafted, engrafted to Christ and reckoned among God's children. And this I find uh, in the Bible. I see baptism as merely a sign or a picture of what Christ has done, what he has done in a heart and in a life. It pictures two aspects of our salvation, being delivered, being saved from salvation. It pictures the legal payment of our sin by the death, burial, and resurrection of Christ, you know, it's the death, burial, and resurrection of Christ. It pictures that. And it also pictures how that we are born again and raised to newness of life by the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. So we know that in salvation, there is the, uh, we are saved from the penalty of the law. And then we are saved from the power of sin as well when the Holy Spirit indwells. And we have that faith. We have that connection. When we have that connection to Christ, he, both of these things are given to us. It pictures, as he says, being engrafted to Christ, which causes us to be reckoned among God's children. When a person is reckoned among God's children, they picture that union. Reckoned among God's children. That, they picture that union by baptism. 
In the Old Testament, the union to God's people, uh, who were God's people but not necessarily God's children, the union to God's people was by birth as well. And soon after they were born, they took the sign of the covenant, which was circumcision. Now this, um, in, in, in this understanding, this is where Calvin and I will split ways. Circumcision was a sign of the covenant given to those newly born to God's people. But the sign of the new covenant is given to those who are newly born to Christ. Those who are newly born to God. So in a way, uh, I believe, now don't, I don't want this cut and pasted and taken out of context, you know. But in a way, I believe in infant baptism, an infant in Christ, a new believer. One who is a brand new babe in Christ. In Christ, a believer, a new believer. Calvin argued that just as in the Old Testament, um, parents would circumcise their children, so likewise in the New Testament, Christian parents should baptize their infants. I think he, the point he misses is that those children in the Old Testament were circumcised because of who it was that gave birth to the child physically. And in the New Testament, the sign is for those who are born to God spiritually, born again, raised to newness of life, believers. One writer named Iseo Matsuderia says this about Calvin's belief on baptism. He mentions three tokens, okay, three signs, three emblems, if you would, uh, which are imparted to the Christian in baptism, forgiveness of human sins, so it's the sign of that forgiveness of human sins, the believer's mortification and renewal in Christ, that new life, and the union between Christ and his believers. The first of these tokens depend wholly upon the third, since Calvin's teaching concerning baptism always returns to that figurative union. Okay, fine, but if baptism signifies or pictures forgiveness of human sins, renewal in Christ, and union between Christ and his believers, how does that apply to infants? We are not united to Christ through our parents. We are united to Christ by faith. There are many times that people will not truly understand the gospel. And they will not truly be united to Christ. And yet, in their confusion, they will be baptized. Not truly understanding what it means to be born again. They realize that they were not truly newborn children of God. We have numerous testimonies of that even in this congregation. They weren't being evil. They weren't trying to deceive anybody. They just realized later they didn't truly understand and truly did not know God. Although I should say not necessarily um, trying to deceive or anything like that. John wasn't confused about the birth that actually matters. In John 1, 11 through 13 says, He came unto his own, and his own received him not. But as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God. He gave them the, he gave, he, to them gave he power to become the sons of God. Even to them, who? Even to them that believe on his name. 
which were born, which were born. They're infants in Christ. They believe on his name. Which were born, not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. Those who are born of God, united to Christ through faith, are the newborn children that take the sign. John the Baptist wasn't confused about which birth mattered. He said in Matthew 3, 9, he says, And think not to say within yourselves, We have Abraham to our father. For I say unto you that God is able of these stones to raise up children unto Abraham. John the Apostle also said this, John 63, It is the spirit that quickeneth, the flesh profiteth nothing. The words that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. And then Paul said this in Romans 9, 7 and 8, Neither because they are the seed of Abraham are they all children, but in Isaac shall thy seed be called. That is, they which are the children of the flesh, these are not the children of God, but the children of the promise are counted for the seed. Why do believers who realize they weren't truly saved when they were baptized submit to being baptized again? In which it just means um, immersed. Baptized means immersed. So, uh, you know, many will say, well, you can't be rebaptized. You know, well, you can be reimmersed, okay? Um, uh, sometimes uh, this does happen and so why should someone who uh, has baptized submit to being baptized again because we believe in baptizing only those who are born again those who are newborn children of God when God births a child into, his, into the kingdom, this newborn child takes the sign of the covenant. The newborn infants of God are baptized. We also must realize that this is a picture of a birth that has already happened. Baptism is merely an outward sign. It is not what unites you to Christ. It is the sign of already being a newborn believer in Christ. In short, baptism does not save you in the sense of uniting you to Christ's death for forgiveness, nor does it get you the new birth. It is a sign of what has already happened. Baptism is merely a picture. It is a way to picture what God has done in your heart and in your life. You've been born again. Been born again. Neither does baptism, I might say, reunite you to a church. And we will vote immediately following the baptism concerning membership. I have actually not mentioned that, but I'm just assuming that she would want to, uh, to vote on that concerning membership. Uh, we'll vote immediately after that uh, baptizing in this membership in the church, if the one baptized has requested membership. So the word baptized means to immerse. We immerse those who are baptized. Okay. We immerse those who are immersed. <laughs> Even though some might sprinkle or dunk, they will usually admit that the word means to immerse. Now, this is a translated quote of Calvin again. Uh, book 4, chapter 15.19, whatever that is. Um, it says... And this is what he says. But whether the person being baptized should be wholly immersed, and whether, and the reason I quote this is because he's a long time ago, okay? Um, but whether the person being baptized should be wholly immersed, and whether thrice or once, uh, 
you know, because some people believe that you, uh, and we don't, by the way, <laughs> that it's death, burial, resurrection. No, we just, and back up, okay, one time, okay. Um, he says, and whether thrice or once, whether he should only be sprinkled with poured water, these details are of no importance. I, I would disagree. But ought to be optional to churches according to the diversity of countries. And then, then this is the key thing. This is the key thing he says. Yet the word baptize means to immerse. And it is clear that the rite of immersion was observed in the ancient church. In other words, he's saying, it does mean immerse, and this is how they did it in the ancient church. He said, that's clear. Even though he's not going along with that. So we argue that immersion was not merely descriptive, but that it was, and that it is, prescriptive. In Matthew 28, 18 through 20, it says, And Jesus came and spake. Saying, all power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. He says, okay, so let's, let's read it this way. Go ye therefore and teach all nations, immersing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. Teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. Amen. So he clearly says to immerse them. And we take that to be prescriptive. And so therefore we immerse. We immerse believers, um, those who have truly been united to Christ through faith and are born again, those who are born again. Lord, I, 